This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. الله ولي الذين آمنوا يخرجهم من الظلمات إلى النور والذين كفروا أولياءهم الطاهوت يخرجونهم من النور إلى الظلمات أولئك أصحاب النار هم فيها خالدون اللهم لا تجعلنا من أصحاب النار رب الشحي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحمل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم ثبتنا عند الموت بلا إله إلا الله اللهم اجعلنا من الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر امين يا رب العالمين. ان شاء الله تعالى في هذه الخطبه انا سوف اتحدث عنك عن الايه نمبر 257 من سوره البقره. الايه مبركه ومبركه جدا This ayah is, it covers many things. On the one hand, it covers a difference, a contrast between people who believe and people who don't believe. But at the heart of this ayah is really trying to understand one of the ways in which we are related to Allah. One of the relationships we have with Allah, for example, is He is Rabb and we are Abd. He's the master and we're slaves. Another relationship we have with Him is He's Khaliq and we are Makhluq. He's the creator and we are the creation. Another relationship that we have with Allah is He's Mu'allim, Adab al-Qur'an. He's the teacher and we're Mu'allim. We're the ones being taught, we're the students. We have several relationships with Allah. One of those relationships is the heart of this ayah. And that relationship is captured with the word wali. Allahu waliyul ladhina amanu. Allah is the wali of those who believe. Now before I go further, I want to create in the beginning of this khutbah some questions in your mind. and hopefully try to address those questions as this khutbah progresses. One of the names of Allah that is of course the heart of this, this ayah and the heart of this khutbah is the, the name Wali, that Allah is our Wali. Another name of Allah that is very similar is Mawla. Like when we make dua, أَنْتَ مَوْلَانَا فَانْصُرْنَا عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ As a matter of fact, the word Mawla comes from the same origin as the word Wali. They're related to each other. Allah Azza wa Jal calls himself Wali in this ayah and some other ayat he calls himself Mawla. And there is a difference between them. So the first question that I want to put before you inshaAllah ta'ala that we'll try to address is that in this ayah Allah says that he is Wali to us. And I haven't described what Wali means yet. But he is Wali to us. Allahu Wali ladhina amanu. And later on in this ayah he says that those who disbelieve they also have a bunch of Walis. The plural of wali is awliya. So he says, وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا أَوْلِيَاءُهُمْ الطَّاهُودِ That those who disbelieve, they have wali also, a bunch of wali, a lot of them, and they are all called al-tahud. We'll talk about tahud in a little bit. But the first point I want to make is, we have wali and they have wali. Our wali is Allah, their wali is tahud. Their awliya are tahud. But we both have one. We both have one. When you go to Surah Muhammad, Way later in the Qur'an, Allah Azza wa Jalla says, ذَٰلِكَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ مَوْلَى Okay, Allah Azza wa Jalla is their mawla. بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ مَوْلَى الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Allah is the mawla of those who, disbe- those who believe. Allah is our wali, 
and he is our mawla. But then he says, Disbelievers don't have any mawla. So we have a wali and we have a mawla. And that's Allah. The disbelievers have a wali. Or they have a lot of walis. And they are called a ta'ud. But they have no mawla. They have no mawla. So there must be a difference between wali and mawla. Because Allah is both to us, but the kuffar are not, the ta'ut is not both to kuffar, you understand? So we'll have to discover that a little bit, but I'll leave that question simmering in your minds for a little bit for now. The second thing I want to mention is that before I talk about the meaning of the word wali, that Allah did not say in this ayah, Allahu waliyul mu'mineen, that Allah is wali to those who are the strongest in their faith. Al mu'min, the ism fa'il that's used in the Arabic language, is used to suggest people that are solid in their faith. People that have the strongest kind of iman are called mu'min. These people are so awesome in the Qur'an that Allah, even before they get to the akhirah, even in this dunya, He says about them, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ They have already, the, the people that are called mu'min have already attained success. They don't even have to wait to get to the akhirah to be successful, they're already successful. Allah does not say this for alladhina amanu. Alladhina amanu, or just like you, many of you are familiar with the phrase of the Qur'an, Ya ayyuhadadhina amanu. Alladhina amanu is a broad term. It's not like al-mu'minun. Al-mu'minun is the best of the best. These are the strongest believers. Alladhina amanu includes anybody who's a believer, whether they are strong or weak or even hypocritical. Even the munafiq is included in the phrase, Ya ayyuhadadhina amanu. How do we know that? Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, lima taquluna ma la taf'alun. Those of you who claim to have iman, I'll translate it differently now. Those of you who claim to have iman, those of you who, have, who came to iman at one point, may not be there now, but you at least had it at one point, how do you, why do you say things you don't do? Why is there a contradiction between your speech and your deeds? Now a true believer is consistent between speech and deeds. But a hypocrite has inconsistency between speech and deeds. He says one thing, he does another. Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu madakum. Ida qila lakum unfiru fi sabilillahi thaqaltu min al-ard. Surah Tawbah, he says, those of you who claim to have iman, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Why would Allah say, what is wrong with you to people who have real iman? If you really have iman, there's nothing wrong with you. But Allah says, those of you, the larger body, those, all of you who claim to have iman, there are some among you that there's a problem. There's something wrong with you. When you're told, march forward in Allah's path, your feet get stuck in the earth, they get planted into the earth. Allah says in Quran, those of you who have iman, have iman. Now, if they already have iman, why would they be told to have iman? There's something missing in the iman, so they're told, fix your iman. Complete your iman. You know, perfect the iman in Allah and His Messenger. What am I trying to tell you? When you re- read the phrase, Alladhina amanu, it is the strongest believers, it is the weak believers, it is even those who are suffering from elements of hypocrisy, all of them are included. But when you read in the Quran, Al-Mu'minun, it is the best of the best. Those who have already attained success even in this life. Allahumma ja'alna minhu. May Allah make us of those. And in this ayah, Allah says, Allahu amanu. Allah is offering this relationship of wilaya to everybody. 
You don't have to be the best of the best to have this relationship with Allah. Some of us are good Muslims, we're doing okay. Some of us aren't doing that great. And when Muslims are not doing so great, they think Allah hates them. Allah doesn't want to be their friend. Allah doesn't want to have a relationship with them. They've messed up so much in front of Allah, why would Allah want to be there for them? Yet Allah in this ayah tells us, the matter of fact is, anybody who entered into Iman, any of us who became Muslim, who are Muslim, who said La ilaha illallah, who said Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this relationship of Allah is available to us. I still haven't translated it. I keep calling it wali and not translating it. So it's time we discuss some of its meanings. Here's the most casual meaning of the word wali. A poor translation of the ayah would be Allah is the friend of those who believe. And that's typically what you find. You find the translation Allah is the friend of those who believe. The nuance of the Arabic language is that the Quran, for example, uses eight or nine words for friends. Sadiq and Hamim and Rafiq and Khalil and Wali. There are lots of words for friends. And each one of them highlights something else about friendship. Of all of those words, for example, the relationship between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Ibrahim alayhi salam is that of khulla. So he says, Allahu Ibrahim khalilan. That's a different kind of friendship. But for us, for us with Allah, the, the one that all of us have with Allah is Allah is wali to us. So what does it mean? And wali al-qurb wa the linguists argue. The first thing about wali you should know is that the word wali in Arabic or the wala in Arabic actually means closeness and approaching. When someone is right next to you. Now you have friends that are far from you and you have friends that are close to you. You have friends that you Skype or you call long distance. You have friends that live in another city. You have friends that live in another country. But the friend that lives next to you, that is next to you, that spends a lot of time with you, that, that is accessible to you at any time because they're right there with you all the time. That is one of the meanings of wali. What is Allah telling us? He's telling us that the relationship he has with us is not a formal relationship, it is a close relationship. It is one in which he is close to us. Like Allah says in another place in Quran, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَلِيمٌ That's one of the meanings of wali. He's offering a kind of friendship in which he is close to us. You might act like you're distant from Allah, but Allah is always close to you. You can pretend he's far. And that's the other beauty of the word wali, it's an ism sifat, it's fa'id actually. And fa'id in Arabic, anything that's on fa'id actually means constant. He's always close to those who have iman. Even those who have been doing bad things, if they make tawbah right now, they'll find Allah is still there. That's why the, the beauty of the ayah, لَا وَجَدُ اللَّهَ تَوَّابَ الرَّحِيمَ لَا وَجَدُ اللَّهَ They were not even looking for Allah, but if they started looking, they'd find Him immediately. And they'd find Him accepting tawbah, always loving and merciful. They'd find Him in that state. You get lost, but He's always there. You're looking for Him, you'll find Him immediately. That's the, one of the beauties of wali. They say in Arabic, تَبَاعَدَ بَعْدَ وَلِيٍ Someone was very close to somebody, but he went away and he's no longer keeping touch. After being so close, he went away. This is further reinforcing the idea of closeness. From it, you get the verb, or you know? So, they say in Arabic, take what is right next to you. What is right next to you, take that. Like when you're eating dinner, the plate that is closest to you, the dish that is closest to you is yalika. It's right next to you. It's accessible to you. 
what we're learning from God is Allah is accessible to those who believe. This is an accessible kind of friendship. Now there are friendships, for example, you're friends with busy people. You're friends with a doctor, with a surgeon. You're friends with someone who travels a lot. You get their voicemail. They're not accessible to you. Hey, you want to hang out? Bro, yeah, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. They don't have time for you. You have to make special time for them. Because they, you, you they can't be on your schedule, you have to be on their schedule because they're so busy. Allah on the one hand, Every day he's involved in something only he can be involved in. He's engaged and occupied in so many tasks. And yet he's always accessible to you. SubhanAllah. This is part of the meaning of the word when This is what he's offering to those who believe. Allahu amanu. Then of course, wali also, from it you get the verb wanda. Like, لِكُلِّ وِجْهَةٍ هُوَ مُوَلِّيهَا In the ayah, Allah says for every person, for every direction, there's someone who faces it. Wanda in Arabic, when you turn your face towards someone, wanda ilayhi. Tawanda and wanda anhu. That's why tawanda ilayhi and tawanda anhu also in Arabic. When you turn towards someone and you face them, just because someone is close to you doesn't mean they're facing you. Sometimes you have people that sit next to you, but they don't talk to you, they ignore you. Like for example, a lot of times in Jumu'ah when the salat is over, we're next to each other. But you don't know the person next to you, and most of the time you don't say salat to them. And you don't have a conversation with them, you just get up and go. So you had closeness, but you didn't face each other. You didn't actually engage each other. Allah didn't just leave it at closeness. The part of the meaning of wali is also someone who faces you. And someone who you can face. That you don't have to be embarrassed in facing them. And the other is constantly facing you. And this part of it, this is beautiful. Because on judgment day, there are some people Allah refuses to face them. He won't look towards them on judgment day, on resurrection day. Now we're learning Allah's attention is towards us. Allah is actually paying attention to you. He's not ignoring you. A lot of people feel like Allah is ignoring them. The word wali tells you Allah is not ignoring you. Allahu waliyu ladina amanu. This is who Allah is. And that invitation is not just to those of you that are making qiyamun day every night, or you're praying fajr at the masjid every morning, and isha at the masjid every night, and you're trying to memorize the Qur'an, and you're trying to learn Islam and all of that. This is to all of you that work in an office all day and you barely have time. Even the ones that have been ignoring and getting lazy with their prayers. Even the ones that aren't even learning anything and aren't even teaching their children. Even those of you that are ignoring Allah, Allah is not ignoring you. Allahu waliyu ladina amanu. Then he says, what's proof? What is proof that Allah, and by the way, actually before I get to the rest of the ayah, might as well solve that riddle. On the one hand, Allah is our wali. I told you in the beginning of this khutbah, there's another name. Mawla. Mawla. Its meaning is a little bit different. Mawla in Arabic actually means al-mu'tiq. The rescuer. The one who salvages. The one if you're in trouble, he'll pull you out. That is a mawla. Wali. The other meaning of wali. Or for example, they say tawalla al-amr. Tawalla al-amr. To take control of something. Taqallada. To take a hold of something. To take control of something. Allah is close to us, He's facing us, He's paying attention to us, and He's ready to help us whenever we need. He has expressed His willingness to help us take over, help take over whatever problem we have. But wali, because it's in the Simsifah, actually shows the intention. Like if, if a friend is a wali to another friend, they're accessible, they're close, they're facing them, they don't ignore them, and they say, listen, if you need help, I got you. If you ever need help, if you ever need a ride, take my car. They expressed it. They haven't helped yet, but they've at least shown the intention. And Mawla is different. 
Al-Mawla is all of those things plus someone who actually does the help, Al-Mu'tiq. Someone who actually salvages. In other words, you find yourself in trouble. When you find yourself in trouble, you don't need a wali. You actually, when you find yourself in trouble, you need a mawla. You don't just need someone who says, listen, I'll help you. You actually need someone who is helping you. You follow? So wali is the, is the potential, the intention, and mawla is the practical. Actually Allah helping you. Allah actually rescuing you. Now in Surah, Surah Muhammad, Allah says, Allah is our mawla also. But the kafirun wa anna kafirina there's no one to rescue them. But they have money. They have people that will come to them and say, I got you. I got you covered. I'll take care of you when you need. I will back you up. When you're in trouble, I'll be there to help you. They can make that guarantee. They can make that claim. But when time comes to actually protect them, they will only remain with They will not be able to be mawla. Subhanallah. That's only Allah. Allah will give us that guarantee and come through for us also. This is... But what's the first proof? What's the biggest evidence that Allah is wali to you and me? He says, That He brings these believers out from all shades of darkness. It's so beautiful how consistent the ayat are, right? On the one hand, I explained to you is a variation of believers. They're not all the same level. The very high believers are under alladhina amanu. Barely holding on to Islam is also from Alladina Amanu. They're all within that category. So Allah says, He pulls them out of multiple darknesses into light. First of all, there are multiple darknesses outside of Islam. Outside of Islam, somebody was a Christian, somebody was a Jew, somebody was an atheist, somebody was an agnost, somebody was a Buddhist, somebody was a Hindu, somebody was a materialist, somebody was a nihilist. There are all these kinds of things. And Allah pulled people out from all those different kinds of darknesses and brought them to Islam. They didn't all come from the same kind of darkness. They have all different kinds of darkness. But they came on the same as-sirat al-mustaqeen. They came on the same road. That's why the light is singular. La ilal anwar, ilal nur. One light. There's one thing. But they had different darknesses before. But even after Islam, there are multiple darknesses. Some people are suffering from laziness. Some people have a very short temper. Some people don't pray, they refuse to pray. Some people don't have any knowledge. They don't, they don't have any access to knowledge. Some people, people have different problems. People are doing different, some people are earning any money. Muslims are earning money in a haram way, in a questionable way. They've got different issues. Some people are not giving fair due and inheritance to their family when the time to give inheritance comes. All kinds of darknesses. And Allah says, my friendship is there for you. If you turn to me, I will pull you out of all of those darknesses, even if you're Muslim. Just because you're Muslim doesn't mean you're out of darkness yet. There's still maybe shades of darkness. And He's willing to pull you out of all of them into light, and the help of Allah is constantly accessible to you. This is يُخْرِجُهُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ On the other hand, those who denied Him, those who disbelieved, those who are ungrateful, and by the way, one of the meanings of kafir is ungrateful. Those who are ungrateful. You know what that does to the previous ayat? What does it do? It makes us say that the fact that Allah is willing to be wali to you and me, even though we don't show enough gratitude, just that offering of Allah should make us excessively grateful. And if you don't appreciate that relationship, then the opposite is true. وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا أَوْلِيَاءُهُمُ 
their friends who offer them protection, who say, we'll take care of you, the ones who pay attention to them, the ones who offer closeness to them, all they are is tahud. All they are is the rebellious. All they are is, you know, the ones that want to do outrageous crimes, outrageous bad things. They're the only ones offering them friendship. When you reject Allah, when you deny Allah, when you ignore the offer from Allah to take His friendship, then the other friendship comes along. And the other friendship is the worst kinds of people, the worst kinds of role models that are called a tahut in the Qur'an. They are represented by the highest forms of rebellion. You know, rebels. You know, whenever you give them a rule, they just, they get pleasure in breaking it. You know, there's people do sins in different ways, right? Somebody who does sin, they do something bad, they feel bad. Then there's tahut. Tahut does something bad and feels proud. They feel proud that they, you know, I did it, so what? And they take pride in it. Like a lot of you that, a lot of the young people here that go to public, you know, public school. You'll have guys that be, that are proud of zina. That are proud of the drugs they did. That are proud of the somebody, somebody they beat up. They take pride in that. That are pride that they, you know, they had a fake idea and they got some alcohol and they got drunk. They're proud of it. They're proud of the part, they're proud of this stuff. When you take pride in rebellion, that's really tahut. Allah says that's the alternative. On the one hand, it's his friendship, and on the other hand, it's a spiral, and it goes down to very bad states. Just a little bit before I move further, in this, this part of the ayah. You know what Allah is telling us in this ayah is, on the one hand, there are people who befriend Allah, and they keep getting better and better and better. They keep coming out of one darkness, then the next level of darkness, then the left, next level of darkness. So let's talk about ourselves. Maybe we have a lot of problems, but when we accept Allah's friendship, He'll help us with one problem. And once we come out of that one problem, then he'll identify for us the second problem and he'll elevate us out of that one too. You don't become an angel overnight. You don't get rid of all your problems overnight. But maybe he helps you wake up for Fajr first. You accept his friendship, you turn to him in dua, he helps you wake up. You start praying. Then he helps you avoid bad things on your phone, on your laptop, on your tablet. And you got the strength to do that. Then you got a little above that, then he gave you the strength to even go to the masjid and pray. Then you got the strength to do that. Then you got the strength to even cut off some of the bad friendships that you have. You're coming out of one darkness, then the next darkness, then the next darkness, then the next darkness. It's going in stages. This is yukhrijuhum min al-ulumat, nur And your light is your light is getting full of light and more light and more light and more light. You're coming more and more into the light. Your life is getting happier. You're getting finding more peace in your life. This is what Allah is doing for you. But on the other side, when you ignore Allah, first, it's not the worst crimes. In the beginning, it's a small thing. Yeah, I just miss Fajr. What's the big deal? Yeah, okay, I watched something, but that's, I didn't hurt anybody. It's just a couple, it's a one-minute clip. What does it matter? Not, I'm not doing any harm. And it spirals into a little bit more worse. Then a little worse. Then a little worse. Then a little worse. Until you're awliya, the people who you hand your matters over to. The ones that do things for you and you do things just like them become the tahud. The worst, the most rebellious, the most outrageous criminals. But it starts with small sins. You know how in, in drug abuse they call it the gateway drug? It's like that, it's the gateway sin. You start small and then work your way down all the way to the, you just become tahud too. SubhanAllah. That's, that's the spiral on the other hand. So we have to understand something from this profound ayah. By the way, he can, the Tahud can take people out of light into darkness. You know what that tells us? That there are people that are in the light, 
that are close to Allah, that are doing good, they're in the light, but they're still in danger of falling out of that light. Just because we're Muslim, just because we did good, doesn't mean we're guaranteed. There's still ta'ud, and he can still pull you just one inch. He just needs to pull you one inch today, one inch tomorrow, one inch the day after. Before you know it, you're miles away from the light. That's what he wants to do. None of us can feel secure. يُخْرِجُونَهُمْ مِنَ النُّورِ إِلَى الظُّلُمَاتِ So how is it that not only is Allah is going to pull you out of the darkness and keep, keep bring you to the light, how will He keep you in the light? That's why He tells us He's our wadi. He'll protect you. He'll keep you here. He'll always pay attention to you. He won't let you fall off. If you slip a little, He'll pull you back in. He'll pull you back in. This is the beautiful relationship we have with Allah in this ayah. يُخْرِجُونَهُمْ مِنَ النُّورِ إِلَى الظُّلُمَاتِ They keep taking people out of light into darkness and some people give up on Allah. They were pretty good last year. There's some of you that were amazing last year and this year you had a bad year. Last Ramadan to this Ramadan you're a horrible person. You just you went downhill. You compare yourself to how much you used to pay attention in prayer back when you were in college to now when you're working and you say, man, what happened to me? I used to be so much closer to Allah. I used to spend so much time in du'a. I used to be so much more patient with my parents. What's going on with me? Why am I spiraling downwards? Why am I getting worse and worse and worse and worse? This is because we haven't accepted Allah's friendship. We have to accept Allah's friendship, His protection. We have to turn to Allah and acknowledge that He's our wadi. And when we are down in the dumps and we're really in trouble, then we turn to Allah as our mawla. And, he pull, and, he, and he, nobody's beyond hope. Nobody of us can say, okay, I've messed up so much, why would Allah even look at me now? You know, every other relationship is like that. Even parents can become like that. You know that? Even parents sometimes give up on their children. The mother that gave you birth might give up on you. It happens. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've had mothers come up to me and say, I don't even want to think of him as my son anymore. And I said, lady, you can think of him as all anything you want. He's still your son. You know? But does she, get, she take, took her son out of her heart. Because he's done such bad things. Allah does not do that to you and me. Allah does not give up on us. Allah does not say, oh, this, look at this one. I taught him so much. I gave him such an opportunity. I made him Muslim. How many people in the world don't even have the blessing of La ilaha illallah? They don't even get to ever say on their tongues, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They never got to read one ayah of the Quran. How many people in the world? The majority. And I blessed you, Allah says, with that gift, and you turn away from me, even then he's your wadi. As offensive as that is, even then he's your wadi. SubhanAllah. He doesn't give up. We're the ones who give up. We're the ones who quit. We, you and I have to learn the lesson here. That we, we should never, ever lose hope in Allah. Never lose hope in Allah's friendship. Never lose hope that Allah will pull us out. And that we can become good people. There are some people who give up on themselves and say, ah, I'm just a bad person, what can I do? It's genetic. What can I do? I'm just a liar. I'm just lazy. This is how I am, bro. This is how Allah made me. Actually, no. Allah made all of us with a propensity towards good. That's even, this is why in this ayat, even bad people, bad people, the ones whose friends are who? Lahud. Even they were told, what, what was their starting point? Their starting point was Nur. Then they're the people of fire in which they will remain. I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite ahadith. A 
with the Prophet I did not know this hadith existed. I did not know. I actually happened to come across it when I was researching a word in the Quran. I was researching wiratha, inheritance. Right? And the ayah is Ula'ika humul warithun alladhina yarithun al-firdawsa umtiya khalidun. The ayah is about the good believers, al-mu'minun, the top-notch believers, who don't just pray, they have khushu' in their salah. How many of us have khushu' in salah all the time? I mean, seriously. The ones who are constantly cleansing themselves, the ones who just do awesome things. There's a list of just, they do amazing things. And at the end of it, Ula'ika humul warithun alladhina yarithun al-firdawsa. These are the people who will inherit, inherit what? Al-Firdaus, the highest Jannah. And I read that passage and I say, man, these people get the highest Jannah. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty high set of accomplishments to get the highest Jannah. What about you and me? <laughs> what about, I mean, this is the, for those people, they're pretty high caliber. So I'm looking up the word, Al-Biratha. And the Salim al mentions this hadith. And then when I read this hadith, I was so shocked. I thought it must not be authentic. I'm, it must not even be true. Let me go ask a couple of muhaddithun. This is hadith even for real. And I asked like four muhaddithun. And they say, yeah, of course it's not authentic hadith. I can't believe I never heard this before. The Messenger of Allah tells us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Allah created a house in Al-Firdaus. You know what Al-Firdaus is, right? It's not just any Jannah. It is the highest Jannah. Allah created a house and a family in Al-Firdaus for every human being on the earth. Every child of Adam, Muslim, non-Muslim, Christian, Jew, atheist, you name it, every one of them was given a house where? Not just anywhere in Jannah, in Al-Firdaus. And then when the believers make it to Jannah, they will see that a lot of homes are empty. There are a lot of homes empty. Because Allah had made a house for them. It was already made. It was already waiting. And their families were waiting for them. They were waiting for them. And they just didn't want to take the offer. They didn't want it. And then those empty homes will be given to the believers in inheritance. And that's They're going to inherit those homes that were made for all of humanity. What does that ayah tell us? Not just the believers. Allah is even hopeful with all of humanity. Allah expects so much from every human being to make it to Jannah that he built them the house, not just even in the lowest level of Jannah, in the highest level of Jannah. How can you and I say about ourselves, I'm just messed up, I can't. Allah thinks you're so awesome, you can earn the highest level of Jannah. Why would he build, why would he build you a house there? Why would he do that? He would only do that because he thinks you can, he knows you can do it. I can do it, I can get there. That's why he built that house. I pray Allah makes us a people of hope, and a people of accomplishment. I pray that Allah accepts us, all of us, as His wali, and that we take advantage of this powerful relationship that we have with Him. I pray that Allah helps us strengthen our relationship with Him as the days go by. And when those days come, when we fall into weakness and fall into mistakes, that Allah quickly pulls us out of those darknesses and brings us back into the light. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Hakim wa nafa'ani wa iyyakum bil ayati wa zikr.